there was supposed to go live today. Well, for, for only for two shows, though. There's more shows that yeah, were but day. Yeah, but nobody got all the codes. The pre-sale yeah. codes were supposed to go out yesterday. Oh, and I, I had a group of maybe like seven girls and everybody there had like subsequent like two to three people that had also signed up for codes. None of us got one. And then at 9 a.m. this morning, when the tickets are supposed to go on sale at 11 a.m., StubHub has a bunch of tickets on sale for like two grand. And we're like, interesting. Welcome to another edition of the Racing It Out podcast. I'm Todd. She's Caitlin complaining about not being He's able mad. to get Taylor Swift tickets yet. Like mad. I suspect many, many people are going to be for the next uh, 14 months until the shows actually take place in Toronto. But at least she loves Canada now. She's going to come to Canada. And, and I know that so many were offended that there were no Canadian dates announced. I also heard a story that there may be more dates announced. I've heard that as well. And I act, oh. honestly hope they announce them sooner rather than later, because right yeah. now all of Canada is trying to get these six codes <laughs> or these six shows. And I'm mad. Yeah, I know. And I know, but it, you know what? There's, there's lots of opportunity between now and then to somehow find your way in. So all is not lost. It's just this opportunity will pass initially. And I get that. That's upsetting that you don't have a year necessarily to look forward to the show, but uh, who's to say that some passes might not find their way into your hand at some point. There's still another pre-sale next week. And then hoping see? that it doesn't, the, the, general sale doesn't get kaplooied like it did in the u.s then i'm hoping there's a general sale yeah. but it was very funny last night where my friend was like you know what i didn't have the money for taylor swift tickets anyway see there you go <laughs> oh but moving on put it behind you and who's to say something good doesn't happen in the future our apologies for not having a new episode sooner it's been really busy, and I know that's not an excuse, but it's a, this is the the reasoning. Is just we got slam banged with Toronto, the Western trip, and uh, GPR over GP3R over the last few weeks, and it's just been super crazy nuts with travel and stuff. So we really apologize, and we make this pledge that going forward there will be regular scheduled podcasts coming. We'll commit to every other week because in we can't say it yet but there's some news coming about the podcast that's good for for everyone and it's going to uh going to help us out too so there's there's good things coming in the in the future so we have uh, not well, given up on this podcast no a good a goodness <laughs> gracious no like when we we started this is like this is just the beginning of a very long-term project mm -hmm. was how i was viewing it so we're we're kind of got our feet under us now and now we'll really start moving forward. I think so. Right. I'm I'm good. So let's let's go back and where I'm not sure. I was going to think about the West, but we really haven't talked about the uh, the the Honda Indy Toronto yet, which was a sensational event. It was great. How about that crowd on the Friday in Toronto? It was we'll fantastic. Unbelievable, sensational. So I love having it on the Friday. It's, I I like it too. A lot of not people does, still complain yeah. that they would rather have it on the Saturday. And it's, and it's this weird, um, double-edged sword where you have people that are complaining that it's on a Friday on a work day, nobody can take time off, but then you've got the grandstands full. Absolutely. It's summertime. There are holidays. It's free Friday. Everybody gets in without any admission charges and 
it's uh it's really uh it, it's good so i'm i'm hoping it comes back and they do it again next year and if you move it to saturday you get squished for track time because it is so busy the rest of the weekend so you're you're paying the price and the race is not going to be the feature event necessarily on saturday so uh, enjoy the friday did you see that imsa announced that the that their ctmp date is the exact same weekend that honda indy usually is usually is yeah that's my caveat usually is because there are people on social media freaking out of like how dare they have it on the same weekend as honda indy and blah 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 the minds in the motorsports world know all so if you have no track in canada is going to double feature major events on the same day so a little additional information in that regard next year is going to get jumbled up a little bit in terms of the IndyCar schedule for a few reasons. First one is NBC is doing the Olympics next year, which means all hands on deck, all networks, all streams and everything is all Olympics all the time. Everything, from, everyone takes a two week break. Well, it's, it's there, there's, there's a big, there's a big, going to be a big gap in terms of sporting events. NASCAR is going to be impacted by that. Uh, IndyCar is, so the schedule is adjusting the Nashville race. Uh, is no longer the first weekend in August in IndyCar. It is moving to the third weekend in September, I believe, 13th, 14th, 15th next year. It's the season finale next year. Oh, interesting. Other, other Yeah, how about that for a season-ending party, don't you think? So other schedules are going to be adjusted as well because of Olympics, because IMSA at CTMP is a little bit later than it has been so don't freak out over the conflict yet. I don't I don't think there's any need to. There's still some I's to dot, T's to cross before things are settled. So correct me if I'm wrong. The reason why Pinty's doesn't get impacted by this is because the Olympics broadcaster for Canada is CBC. Uh, they will be impacted in terms of television schedule, potentially because the right. shows air on television on TSN who may right. have some Olympic events, but that's okay. just with schedule. That's not with live scheduling, right? That's with live stream will still happen, but it's the television show that airs the week after that may be impacted somewhat. Right. So, but my, my only thing in that was, so I know CBC in Canada is like, Canada's home for the Olympic games and the Olympic sports and stuff like that. Like sure. NBC is in the States. Sure. So that's my only like questioning of like NBC literally cannot air any NASCAR races during that window. They don't have time. They, yeah. yeah they, they, no they, they don't have windows. Right. So they're like, okay, every four, every two years, sorry, you have to no, every four years you have to take a break. It's the Correct. only time. So if we were on CBC, we would probably have that same issue. But yeah, that was just my my questioning. I wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy, but- So there you go. There you go. Um, yes. Uh, races out West, both sensational. Huge props to the teams and the drivers for running 300 laps in Edmonton and 250 laps at Saskatoon with what? A total of what? Four caution flags? They uh, they were awesome. And I, I was a bit concerned about it. But I, I think they did great. So huge props to all the teams. And I'll say it again, first lap, corner two incident aside, 30 cars at GP3R, yeah, there was some stuff, but it could, it could have been a lot worse and it could have been a lot more. But uh, I, I think everybody did a great job. And I, I cannot stress enough 
how much I enjoy that event. GP3 is the best. The amount of times in the last like 10 laps that I heard blue flag corner, whatever. And I went, <laughs> because I thought a late race caution was coming to, to Justin Arsenault spinning out in turn three. I was like, this is going to be a disaster, but, but it, it wasn't. So there was a lot of action, which is kind of the consensus I got from everyone is you know, the first half of the race is going to have a lot of action and it's going to settle down in the second half. And that's exactly what happened. So yeah. it was, uh, it, it was really good. So that turn two, the launch one, the, 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 the video clip will forever be known as the launch <laughs> as Kevin Lacroix goes flying through the air and over uh. and on top of the 27 of Andrew Ranger and, Boy, oh boy, that was spectacular to watch. It was also good to see both of them climb out yeah. okay. I I saw I I freaked out the second I saw them coming through the bridge. Like this this is of the green flag. Props to Matthew Murnahan. Yeah. Credit to him. This is his photo. Um and I saw the top four spread out, and I was like, this isn't gonna be good. And then I saw them come in and looked at how chaotic it all was, and I was like, Yeah. This isn't going to be good. You can and watch the I, video over and over again. And just, I, I don't know how many, a dozen times I've seen it each day or since it happened. Yeah. And it's been something special. So, but, uh, but yeah, great event. I, I was trying to think of, cause I've had people ask me, why do you like uh, GP3R so much? Why is it so special? And so it's the, it's the event. It's the history of over 50 years. This was the 53rd. It's the way the whole town comes alive, embraces it. The the main street downtown is all closed off. It's restaurants and stuff like that. And I think uh, you and I said this to each other, and I know that numerous others did to to me on uh, over the weekend is, oh yeah, oh well, I'll see you downtown tonight. And that's, you can say that to someone and chances are you may run into them or a, a, a group. It's just, it's that kind of a, an atmosphere is where you, you want to get out, you want to be part of it. And it's, it's special and fun. And it's, it's not surprising if you just, just say, Oh, I'll see you downtown. It doesn't, you don't have to line up a time or a place. You'll just find you're, each other. There. You're probably just going to run in. The only other event on the schedule now that is like that is Newfoundland. Yes. True enough. It's like, which is, why it's becoming such a significant event so quickly. Mm -hmm. It's not only is the series putting in the infrastructure to have more events downtown. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just a fun place to be. Well, it, and it's the town and the people embracing mm -hmm. it too, is welcoming. It's like, Hey, let's do some special things with, mm -hmm. uh, with this. And I think that's a, that's a real fun part of it. The other thing, with GPR is inevitably there is a story or two of something unusual that happens. It's just, ah, that's just GP3R and that's the, just the way things happen. So I'll tell you mine from this year or one of them from this year is you I had to, to break, I had to break into the announce booth this year. So, and this is Saturday after the racing is all done. So because uh, Dave Bradley and I were also calling the English feed, Dave mostly, I just helped out here and there, but Dave's calling the English feed for the live stream for all of the other races that are taking place. So at the end of the day on Saturday, I was working in pit lane 
for the uh, Urban Challenge race. And I went back up to the announce booth to say, yeah, I'm going to grab all my stuff. And I had to go back to our base camp in the Pinty's garage area. So I'll just leave my backpack and everything here and I'll collect it on the way out when we leave and go over the bridge that you can see behind me or behind uh, Caitlin with GP3R sign. Go to the Pinty's garage, gather up my stuff there, go back. And the building into where the announce booth is is dead, dead bolted and padlocked. Well, this is a problem because my backpack with my computer, phone charger, and my life is inside that building, and I should really have it that night. So I'm trying to find someone. Somebody's calling. Uh, the head of the the production crew is calling. Is I think we found someone. They they're going to send a message. They're going to call me back. So I went around and I went back to one of the access points again. And I looked at it and it's like, I just kind of gave it a little tug. And I thought, it's not really the strongest deadbolt and padlock. And I huffed and I puffed and I yanked and ripped the door open. <laughs> and went back inside, got my backpack and yelled out, we're good. I got my stuff and, and closed the door and left at that point. So yes, it was me doing the B&E at GP3R. <laughs> Do you want me to clip that or are you going to be arrested? No, it's fine. It's fine. Statute of limitations <laughs> is passed. It's fine. <laughs> oh, there are no cameras. You can't prove I actually did it. Exactly. Even though I, can, even though I confessed. That's fine. So anyhow, but that's that's oh. one of the things that happens at GP3R. That makes it the fun experience this year. So yeah, that's the story. I don't think I had any wild things like that happen besides like, I think every single person I knew just had problems with security which is <laughs> par for the course at gp3r but just sometimes it happens yeah that yeah. is i thought you'd enjoy that one todd lewis everyone's a felon that's right you know <laughs> take me away in handcuffs so but that was good so yeah it was it was great so we've got a the days now and we're just we're looking ahead to the pinties double dip at ashwikin in the dirt on uh, the 14th and 15th. I'm Stuart curious Frisian. about this. Yeah, I'm curious Ken, about this Ken for Schrader. a few reasons. Schrader's racing, Friesen's racing. I'm curious about this too, because you and I weren't there last year. Because yes, we no have COVID, COVID yet. So no, all good. So I'm curious about this to experience it for the second year and, uh, and, and what it's like. And I'm also curious about the two races back-to-back, -back, both on dirt. I don't know if it's going to be too much of a good thing or how that's going to going to fly. And there's there's reasons why the schedule landed that way, and we won't get into that now. We'll talk about other schedule stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, there's reasons why. And I'm just curious as I, I think this is probably a one-year wonder where you have two races like that back-to-back. -back. Yeah, I, I, I can say that it's like it was not the initial plan to have the two races back-to-back. No. Um, but for scheduling reasons, obviously it was made the most sense and yeah, it's, I, I imagine they, I don't think this would, will happen again, mostly because I think a lot of the teams are nervous about it sure. because if your car gets completely, you're, you're having to prep basically to back a, a backup dirt car, which is a very expensive feat for a lot of teams. So any team that is really going to try and go out there for a win and wants to run both races or championship racing 
because I mean, look at Mark or Trayton or tags or anyone in the top five that are really gunning for points right now. If you get demolished in that first race Monday night, you just need a second car. You don't have any time to go and fix anything. And you want as raceable of a, of a car as you can for Tuesday. Yeah, it's uh, it, it presents some challenges. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Hopefully everything runs smoothly on Monday and then again on Tuesday. And we have um, we have good racing and it's uh, it's exciting for both. So but yes, uh, we won't do dwell on that part of the schedule too much. So I will dive into some of the uh, rampant rumors and speculation that are surfacing again. <laughs> Caitlin is is taking a step back from this because I will just tell you some of the things I've heard and some of the some of the other speculation. Because of course, when we were in Quebec for GP3R, the Hornet's Nest of will the Cup Series be coming to Montreal? gets whacked and starts to stir things up again. It's being talked about. It's being discussed. It is by no stretch of the imagination, a slam dunk. It's a possibility, but there's a lot of other factors that go into it. If it does happen, if it happens, you heard me say, if it happens, yes, expect the Pinty series to be a support series race. It would be perfect. It would be wonderful. My best speculation is it will happen in August, but that too is not a guarantee. We will see if it even happens. They may just go back to Chicago and do a street race there and not do one in Montreal in 24. Might kick it to 25. That is also a possibility. We'll know more in about a month, I would say. Okay, I'm done, Caitlin. You can come back in now. That's my arm workout for the day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, but um, the the championship summer saying is already done. Mm -mm. I don't think so either. Oh, not, no, not, no, not no. even close. No, no, I, no, not even We close. like to push the Western swing, at, at least on my front, as the make or break for the championship. And Trayton Lapsovich most definitely made a name for himself in this championship sure. fight sweeping Saskatoon, but so did Mark. Mark has shown himself not even at GP3R, but at Edmonton alone as Trayton's like strongest adversary for this season. Yes. We're forgetting. Yes. Trayton won Oshweekin last year. Mark won the poll. And I believe he was also fastest in practice. We still got five races to go. Yeah. Two dirt. Go, yeah. yeah. Anything can happen. I'm sorry. Until we hit, I want to say after ICAR, I'm not calling a champion. Oh, no. Yeah. That's it's, that's probably the earliest you would do it. It's, yeah. Trayton has a nice little cushy lead. That cushy lead, as we've seen at GP3R, Mark finished first. Trayton finished, what, sixth? That's not a bad finish. Absolutely. But when your adversary is finishing first pretty much almost as often as you are. It's a tight race. And neck and neck. we're forgetting that Cameron was penalized. He lost 18 points. This is supposed to be right. a much closer fight. Now those yeah. points are most likely not coming back. He's already lost. He lost his they're appeal. Not. They aren't. I, my understanding is they're not appealing again. Yeah. I or, believe that window's closed. Yeah, that window 
I think when we made the announcement, they had until Friday after that announcement to appeal the appeal. And I think my understanding is they chose not to. Right. It's just not worth the financial financially. This is supposed so. to be a much closer championship fight than it is. It's it's between Mark and Trayton right now. And I think they equally have the same amount of chances to win this. And it can be very easily lost at Oshwikin. It can be very easily lost at Icar. It can be lost at any point. For all we know, well, we could be going into Delaware neck and neck. We'll have a big field at CTMP too. Yeah. So, But I mean... The reason I say after ICAR is because we'll have a much better idea mathematically. Yes. yes. Heading out of ICAR and into the final two races, what our championship situation scenarios will look like. Whereas right now there are just so many variables <laughs> that right. it, it, it's five races to go. You have absolutely no idea. Trayton could sweep both those weekend races. Friesen could sweep, sweep, sweep sweep both Oshweekin races we just don't know we will have a very different conversation about this championship battle pre-post ctmp okay we'll uh table that until then mm. okay so i got two more things on my list that i w- thought we would uh discuss today let's do the uh the funny silly one to close and let's do the serious one now and that should. is Noah Gregson, who has been first suspended by uh, Legacy Motorsports and subsequently suspended by NASCAR. And has now for... also been let go from Legacy Motorsports because that's... Well, that, that was... Uh, that's I haven't been... seen the announcement from yeah. Legacy saying that, but he's suspended. And apparently that's in the works as well. Mm-hmm. Because he apparently liked a meme on social media that disparaged the death of George Floyd. I'm not sure how someone in his position who's old enough to know better doesn't know better is my first thought on this. And mm-hmm. that's the that's the puzzling part to me. Now the other the other part of this too is that there's there's always instant outrage and people are 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 ready to go and be offended immediately. And un- understandably that can be up- upset about this one because it was a it was a dumb, stupid and ridiculous thing to do. But it it actually reconfirms my my belief of something I read several years ago about social media, which is if you're using it, treat it like a gun because that's how quickly it can impact you. Mm. And that's not to say people don't deserve a second chance. Mm -hmm. And I'll immediately cite uh, Kyle Larson as someone who has come back from a horrible incident that he um, regretted immediately and has returned to a very successful career. But it's just, I don't know how you make make a mistake sounds so dismissive of how uh, significant his action is, but that's, that's what he did. My, so before we get into the actual suspension of this, my, Mm -hmm. I had a couple of interesting conversations about the different scenarios that play out. And one of those scenarios conversations we were having was actually about Kyle Larson. Yeah. Kyle Larson was suspended he had to undergo sensitivity training and diversity training and all this yep. to prove that he was eligible to come back to NASCAR. Yep. 
And I think that is completely fair. The interesting part of it that I was brought up was this was actually pre-George Floyd. So there was a question that we had in our conversation in the conversation I had with these my friends, which was, are we in a different world now when in regards yes. to things like that? And I, I said, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The way we as a society should look at using derogatory terms and profanity like that and memeing like that is it, it's it's a automatic no the other interesting part of it that we brought up was one person asked like what is the difference between somebody liking this post like Noah did and a meme about ocean gate which happened which i don't think we've even talked about because that was also a whole no. ridiculous point of the summer yeah but you know it's one of those there was a lot of memes coming out about ocean gate that were kind of i'm going to hell memes if i like this but none there's, that it's it's well, yeah but there's there's you know questionable mm, taste yeah. tasteless versus there's, obscene bigotry yeah and that's where the difference lied for me was Yes, people lost their because there's a lot of people on social media that are sitting there going, well, somebody lost their life. And it's like, yes, but people also lost their life in Ocean Gate. So what's the difference? Mm -hmm. The difference is what each death stood for. One was fueled by racism, fueled by bigotry, and then subsequently also caused riots and a, a whole movement to really come to the service while Ocean Gate, while in of itself sad, felt a lot more like a distraction. Yes. Uh, the, the circumstances, you're right. The circumstances are extremely different between those two, mm -hmm. those two stories and those two cases. And it, it sort of, I don't know if I'm trying to compare it to the right thing or not, but there it's, I, I've, I've had discussions with people before too about, are there things you cannot be? I, I think one of the most important characteristics you can have is a sense of humor and a good sense mm -hmm. of humor. And I've had the conversations of, is there anything that you can't joke about or can't make fun of? And my immediate response is no, there's, there is always, and I mean, people use it as a, a coping device for, for death and tragedy and, and all the rest of it. And I understand that. But this is different than a stand-up comedian doing a routine about the George Floyd murder versus someone who makes or or puts out an, an asinine meme and someone else who jumps on and, and likes it. And that was the thing for me too, is it's like that and that difference that that example you gave is actually very good of somebody that who is most likely very, very mentally intelligent, doing mm -hmm. a very thought out, put together skit in a comedy sketch about some aspect of the George Floyd murder versus right. a very low hanging fruit, low intelligent meme yes. on Instagram. Now, in regards to the suspension, do I think what... Noah did 
is as bad at, let's say what, and this is something I've seen thrown around on social media, Cody mm-hmm. Ware did. I'm not a hundred. And here's the thing. I think legacy can do whatever they want with their driver. If they want to suspend them, him, if they don't think he's living up to their, their standards as a driver, they can mm-hmm. do whatever they want, whatever the hell they want with them. The difference for me in NASCAR suspending Noah is the way it was worded. And for all we know, it could actually be this. And it was just worded differently for some reason. It made it seem like there was no room for reconciliation. It was just, he's indefinitely suspended. There was no clause in there that was, he broke this rule. He's indefinitely suspended until he completes sensitivity training diversity training and such and such part of that may be because they're still gathering information and we don't have all the details yet and i'm not sure that anyone has all the details as of yet so but in the meantime you're indefinitely suspended and that's the right uh Mm -hmm. that's the right course of action so and it's i'm i'd be very interested in learning more about Mm -hmm. what um the sensitivity training involved for, for Kyle Larson in his case, or for mm-hmm. what may be the case here for uh, uh, in, in this particular instance. But uh, it, I mean, is it, you know, do you complete the online course uh, like you do for a, you know, I don't know, a boating Women's? license where you can have the, the the book open in front of you? Or is like, like, how does that work? I'd be interested mm-hmm. in knowing more about that in terms of what yeah. we're, what we're trying it, to accomplish. And, I, and not to, you know, put like Kyle Larson on the spot, but I would oh. be very interested to hear his experience through this because he hasn't really talked a lot about it mm-hmm. of having, having this. Cause I think at the end of the day, it's like, he did make a mistake. I yep. think social media. And like you said, and I think it's a very good lesson to learn is treat social media, like a loaded gun where we're so we're in this mindset of it's this, um, my boyfriend and I call it perfectly stimulated nothingness where <laughs> you are just, you can just go numb on social media, liking and scrolling and whatever. And I know personally, there has been times I have, you know, started watching a video and liked it and scrolled and then gone, wait a second. I don't know if I actually align with that, that video is trying the message that video or photo or meme or whatever is trying to send. So I go back and I reread it and I rewatch it. And then I go, and then I make a decision on it. We are very much in this cycle of just liking and scrolling on social media. So I understand how a mistake like that happens. Yes. I I have other questions about how I want to see where this goes, but Yeah. yeah, I think we're, we're, uh, we're in a, a unique, uh, unique time. Okay. So that was the heavy issue. Now we'll wrap up on the fun issue that I sent you this. <laughs> I sent you the note about is. So tell for, me more. I love this, that at the Vegas race coming up on the cup series, Bush beer is doing a promotion or Bush light, I believe is doing a promotion that involves a couple getting married 
during one of Kevin Harvick's pit stops in Las Vegas. So this is going to be like the speed ceremony of the century to take place. Uh, the, the funniest comment I think I heard or, or read on, on social media was this, this was obviously conceived during the five lug nut area because era, because it would take longer to do the five lug nuts than it does the single. But I, I think this is super funny. I also think they should follow it up by getting divorced at a later pit stop during the race. Oh, now that on. just complete, complete the cycle. I think it would be hilarious. Let's have fun with this. I was going to make a joke of whatever the next step in marriage is, but. <laughs> Man, that's right. Yes, maybe. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, uh, you know, maybe you need the whole pit stop. Maybe you don't. So that's. Uh... <laughs> when when does this when does this time actually officially start? From the second he hits he hits pit road to the second he ends know. or I, the second he's seen... in his pit stop? Haven't seen the official rules, but but you know what? Good for them for having some fun with it, it's generating different. some interest. Exactly right. It's you know, and it's have goofy. a sense of humor about it. And is is does it surprise you that this is something that you would find no. in Las Vegas? No. no. So move forward. If anything, congratulations to Las Vegas for finding a different way to get married. I love that. I think that's a super funny, uh, super oh, fun thing. It's to do. So goofy. <laughs> okay, that's a good light note to, uh, to end this podcast on. The views, opinions, ideas, suggestions, uh, realistic or completely wacky, are those of Todd and Caitlin and do not represent views of NASCAR, NASCAR Pinty Series, NASCAR and TSN, Fuel Media, Rev TV, uh, any other series, sanctioning body, corporate entity, or mega company that we may or may not work with in the future. Got it? Got it. Did you want to drop rapid fire food stories? Or oh. shall we save that for another time? Let's do a whole episode on food. I'm in. <laughs> let's do a whole episode. It'll, it'll probably be a shorter one, but let's yeah. let's plan to do but right you know after what? weekend, we'll do a whole episode on our food stories over yeah, the Yeah, we'll, we'll top off, we'll start off with Oshweekin, but you know what? In the meantime, Ask us your food questions. There you go. Love it. What kind of food do we like? What kind of cuisine is our favorite? What is our favorite thing to make, to bake? Do we have any disastrous... I think I'm just giving us all the questions for it, so or, I'll just have to go yeah. back when I'm editing this. Um, and, do we have any disastrous food cooking stories? And uh, send us food recos as well for places that you think yes. we should go. Always. All right. Good stuff. All right. Cheers. Well... This has been another edition of the Racing It Out podcast. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, YouTube. YouTube. I'm trying to think of the iHeartRadio music. Uh, basically anywhere you can find your podcasts. There you we'll go. see you next time.